there, and welcome to Polyamory Uncensored, a podcast where we, your hosts, Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams, interview a poly person each episode, and we try to answer the five points of journalism. Who, what, when, where, and why, as it pertains to our poly lives. Welcome to episode 52 of Polyamory Uncensored. Today is going to be a special episode where we're doing a live commentary of Netflix's Easy. Uh, it's season one, episode one, which portrays a couple in the beginning of their poly journey. Watch along with us and stay tuned as we do more live commentary on episodes that follow this couple throughout the series. All right, so we are on season one, episode one. Yep. yep. And I am in a countdown. Uh, three, two, one, play. So just from, like, the word go, I have a hard time with them as a couple. Like, she (laughs) feels so much more attractive to me than he feels. And I feel like that's so common, is, like, that super attractive wife and the kind of just normal, everyday Joe Schmo husband, and that that's acceptable, but the the opposite wouldn't be acceptable. Right. Like... I mean, I think he's a realistic, ordinary Joe Schmo. Yes, he is. Yeah, and this is all <laughs> set. This is all set in Chicago, so it feels so like close he to home. Looks Western, Western life, absolutely. I mean, she doesn't look not Midwestern, but he looks really Midwestern. <laughs> yes. So uh, what this dude is talking about, he's saying that um, couples who observe more gender normative roles have more sex. And uh, I looked that up. It's bullshit. It is fucking bullshit. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Uh, there I is mean... a study, and he's, he's referencing a study that exists, and it was complete bullshit. Um, other studies have shown the exact opposite. If guys do chores and are doing shit around the house and taking care of things, they actually get more sex. I find that much more plausible. Like, the only way I could imagine that other study being true is in, like, super religious communities. And a very small sample size. Right. (laughs) Oh, that one does seem to have hit close to home, though. <laughs> so, so much of this show, and I, I do, I kind of have a love relationship with this show, Easy, because some of the episodes are really fun and nice to watch. And some are devastating. Like every episode is a different kind of short story about couples mm-hmm. that all like really the only thing they have in common is that they all live in Chicago. And some of the actors do appear in other episodes. But um... I wondered about that because I had cherry picked and just watched this storyline. But there were some references from some of the minor characters in 
some of these episodes where I was like, I bet they're in another story. Yeah, there. Yeah, there are a lot of characters who are just like the Uber driver in one episode, and then he has his whole other storyline in another. Or, and and again, I, and I would suggest to anyone uh, that it's it's a really interesting um, show. It's definitely an interesting show, but it is again. There's some episodes that it just left me feeling kind of horrible, and I was like, and then there are some episodes where I was like, that was so much fun. So it just runs the gamut. But this one, a little bit depressing they, their relationship is just a little bit uh like yeah. kind of gut punch just a little bit of a gut punch their babysitter yeah. she has her own storyline in the other episodes oh fun um, it's yeah it's very nice it's very fun it's very queer <laughs> oh that's awesome But it does feel very real. Like the couple does feel real, which is it's like a nice. Yeah. 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 It's just like it's nice in comparison to most representation that people get. Right. I love that they said that their kids displaying traditional gender norms made them uncool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wanting to be cool. a princess. Ugh, how uncool. <laughs> Though, I mean, I really, I, th- I had some mixed feelings about that because I think like oftentimes we see that in a way that feels like it devalues traditionally femme expression. That's fair. And, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's great to make the space for kids to explore non-traditional gender options, but I don't want to say, like, no, girls can't be into pink or want to be a princess or whatever. Like, that's it, its own expression of sexism. Well, also, like, Princess Leia is a total badass. So, you know, right. being into a princess doesn't necessarily mean that you're into, uh, right. you know, Passivity, a certain... being rescued you know, by Prince Charming, yeah. all that. Damsel distress, yeah. Um, there was also a funny meme about, you know, my daughter wanted to be, uh, wanted to learn more about princesses, so I taught her about, you know, foreign policy and diplomacy and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's good, too. <laughs> That is good, too. I mean, there is something about, like, okay, you're the princess. That means you're, like, getting into be, you're training for the queen and you're mm-hmm. part of the whole country when you are older. Um, that's, that part's kind of cool. And you get to wear pretty dresses. Like, right. who doesn't love that, right? I do love that this show does show a lot of uh, uh, people who are apparently in heterosexual relationships that have same-sex friendships. Because, again, that is also very rare. Yeah. Or opposite-sex friendships? Opposite, sorry. Yep. <laughs> opposite-sex friendships. I do like that, too. Like, both of them do have It's more complicated than that, but 
It's also interesting that they're saying that he essentially doesn't have a job, but he's an actor and he is, he's an artist. Um, right. He's a writer. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. He's a playwright. Yes. <laughs> being married for 15 years i'm so excited about this documentary about slavery I feel like there are moments where she is quite obviously throwing herself at him and he is just a hundred percent oblivious. And that is also very sad. <laughs> true. It's true. I, actually it's, it, it, I don't, I, so I've watched the whole storyline and that will come up again in some ways that felt very sad. So she's got some quality toys. Yeah. So I see she's got actually a really nice rechargeable fun factory toy in there. She also has some good clean love lube. Lots of nice product placement. I also noticed some Uber lube, which is a Chicago based company and some glide condoms. So yeah, they've got a little, uh, a nice little drawer there. And I do think that they kind of show them as being a little bit of like a high class couple, you know, they have a lot of stuff that at least to me says they have a pretty good house in Chicago and right. Nice shit. So it doesn't surprise me that she's got like a $130 toy there. (laughs) (laughs) But the idea of a couple having or masturbating separately Oh, in two different rooms is so sad to me, but. And then him getting busted, but not her, Mm -hmm. which also seems kind of unfair. I'm sure getting caught watching porn is incredibly humiliating, especially if you don't have a very satisfying sexual relationship, you know? Yeah. But I also imagine it's something that almost all married couples have at some point or experience at some point. 
I also could imagine that being something of a um, moment killer. Oh, a hundred percent. Like he was maybe ha- going to have a good time. Right. And now he's so embarrassed that he can't get back into the mood or the headspace. Right. I mean, I really appreciate about this show is that her, like she is a person with desire and mm-hmm. he has the more sort of reluctant vibe. And I think it's like, I like that they're playing with some stereotypes with that. For sure. He can't get out of his head. Well, that's a real thing, too. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. And from working at a at a store that used to sell sexy costumes, I often wondered because it you know we'd sell them when it wasn't Halloween. We'd sell them all year long. Uh, we don't anymore just because it got to be like a a pain in the ass to keep them all the time. But yeah. uh, you know it's like um, they were so gender normative all the time. So that kind of thing, housewife, maid, those were all the female costumes. And then the, right, the and it's all like was, sexy housewife. Sexy maid. Yes. And And then, yeah, the construction worker that you worked in, that would make more sense. But in, you know, when you do go to these giant Halloween pop up stores, they're still all like that. Sexy Dracula. Oh, yeah, 100%. You'd be sexy crayon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. And the men's costumes are not. They're very, very rarely, like, sexified. I mean, obviously, there's some stereotypes here, but it's not like a half-dressed construction worker. Yeah, it's, no, it's at all. It's it relies just... on construction worker as inherently sexy, as opposed to mm-hmm. honestly, a she looks to me like she's wearing like a Alice's Restaurant type waitress <laughs> outfit, Halloween costume, rather than a you know hot wife. Mm-hmm. And those shoes definitely did not come with that costume. Oh god, no. <laughs> I love how he as an actor is like critiquing her role play acting. Like that's not the point, dude. Right. And he's trying to get into the character. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't think you need all of that. I mean, successful role play, maybe they do. Maybe some people will get that that far into it, have a backstory for your character. But if you're just doing it for a fun, sexy fantasy, maybe don't right, think yeah. about it that much. <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
And put your phone on silent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's work. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> and then this is kind of that sad too like they both are deprioritizing each other and being together and their like sexual relationship because you know for her work comes first and for him the kids I mean not necessarily that she doesn't care about the kids but that like right his role though in their family is being the dad And I, I, you know, I feel for parents as one uh, where kids get in the way of sex. That happens. That is real. (laughs) For sure. And work. Work gets in the way of sex, too. And kids get in the way of work. It all interacts (laughs) together in awkward and complicated ways. It's a pretty decent princess costume she's got. Again, I feel like they're they're kind of a couple with means. They're showing them off as having a lot of nice stuff. Right? So her job must be pretty well-paying. And also, I mean, she can kind of... I guess they're kind of alluding to the fact that she can afford to have a husband who is a playwright and actor and and making any money. Right, who does not appear to earn anything. <laughs> oh. He's so frustrated. Getting back in a sexy headspace after dealing with kids or work is so hard. Right? Is she, like, in the sink? A little bit. (laughs) Of course, nothing worked out. Oh... So, yeah, I guess I forgot, but, like, they're not openly poly yet. The whole first no. episode is just their dynamic, and they do not get into opening up their relationship until later episodes. But this is the, the groundwork. The groundwork is right. being laid for them opening up their relationship because, obviously, this isn't working too well for them or for right. their needs and desires. And they have a 
maybe a mismatched libido. Like, mm-hmm. she seems like she wants more than he wants. Or at least it's uh, more important to her. Or is she trying to prove that study wrong? You know, like, is she trying uh, that's to say true. that, like, oh, well, we're not like that. And I'm going to prove it. Yeah, that could be, too. Because to was, was it a problem before they, you know, I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe it was a good thing party. they got yeah. them to talk about it. Because yeah. it's obviously always been a problem, I guess. Or right. it's been a problem for a while. Right. Yeah, I mean, because if it was not a problem at all, they would have just listened to the guy talking about the study and laughed. Yeah, they would have just been like, okay, who cares? Right. Huh, well, doesn't apply to us. Right. A retainer. <laughs> oh, so sexy. so sexy like a retainer. I was going to say, yeah, don't make out with a retainer in your mouth. It's going to be really difficult. <laughs> like they're both trying to take control <laughs> kind of it does out. feel that way and like yeah. they've not negotiated this at all so it's just like flip 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 which you know can be fun too yeah and i think they both are kind of trying to figure out what what they want what maybe works for them i do really feel like while wearing all your clothes is not the best plan i mean <laughs> Maybe that's just me. And I'm not saying that can never be hot, but in your own bed, I say lose most of your clothes, if not <laughs> all of your clothes. Maybe there's something about the like urgency and immediacy of it is like what they wanted or is getting them off. Oh, I wish I had timed that. Oh my God. That was that was about 25 seconds, maybe. <laughs> oh, she she literally rolled her eyes. Although she looks all right. I mean, she looks like... Right. I mean, she's smiling. Yeah, she's smiling, but I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, it's... It looks sad. She looks sad. It does. She does not look like she had as much fun as she was hoping for. No. She definitely didn't get there. No. <laughs> it looked like she was beginning to get into it, and then he immediately came. Yeah. Like, oh. And then he left the room. It's like, yeah, I'm going to attempt. Like, 
helping her out? Like, what the fuck? Right, yeah, that is definitely a dud. And I really would think, too, that by the time... Like, if you are a long-term established couple, if you don't negotiate that this one is take one for the team as opposed to we both get there... Then that is not that the uh, the default is we both have to get there. Yeah, you'd think that would be nice. She's like playing housewife, but I feel like it seems a bit forced. Like she's, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe she's trying to reward. Like, this, maybe like, she also unquote, is maybe behavior. playing with this study business of, like, oh, maybe if I do do these things, I will get more sex. I'll get more sex. I'll get what I want. Yeah. That coffee looks terrible. She said something like, you deserve it. I'm like, what? For 25 seconds of pumping? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on now. But remembering that I exist, even though you didn't actually help me get all the way there. Yeah. Yeah, she looks sad. Yeah, she's <laughs> just full of resentment. Yeah. And it is kind of thinly veiled all right so yeah, that was the last that was the end of episode one all right so yeah so i don't know what are your has not really begun yet they are just no. setting it up to get there yeah but... and it, it makes a lot of sense with that kind of like it, it, and it's so often the case for new poly couples is like well this isn't working but we don't want to break up so Let's open the relationship and see if adding more people helps. And... So this is interesting because my poly journey doesn't didn't start like that. And so I'm really, and neither did yours. Mine, mine did not either. Yeah, that's very true. But it does seem like a really common storyline. And maybe it's just a, a trope or a stereotype. You know, maybe, maybe that's not as common as I think it is. But it I would love common. to have um, folks kind of, speak to us like how did if you were in a marriage that opened up you know was it anything it was does this feel like a reasonable reflection of your experience like obviously everybody's story is unique but mm -hmm. is this in the, the right ballpark does it have the kind of right emotional tone right did um, you see yourself in the characters of andy or kyle Right. Or did this just seem like complete bullshit to you? Like, I mean, I just I'm very interested in hearing where what, whatever you might have seen in this, if your story was more similar, at least as a sort of narrative. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about going into. So it's season two, episode two also follows Andy and Kyle. And then season three Episode one and five both follow this couple and and their actual their actual poly journey, uh, opening up and dating other people. So yeah, I think that'll be more on point to the podcast when we're dealing with dating and right. sex. 
books and oh, yeah, but so... but this does make you know like a really good framework for opening for them opening up the relationship and why they would be doing it. Right, and I think it's really interesting. It will be interesting to see them navigate dating, not to engage in too many spoilers, but there is both dating of totally new stranger people and also relationships with people that they already know who that develop into romantic relationships that had not previously obviously been romantic relationships. And I feel like I really enjoyed the depictions of those different kinds of ways that people who are poly have relationships or attempt to have relationships, initiate relationships. Totally. So we have things to look forward to. We'll be talking about dating dynamics. We'll be talking more about the two of them as a couple. I had not watched this episode of Easy before this episode of our podcast <laughs> because I had somehow missed that they were the storyline there and I just picked them up at season two, episode two. Maybe because it was just more obviously Polly. Like, but I find them a little bit more believable as a couple having watched this episode. Their marriage seems... Not better, but more real with the, the further development of their characters and their relationship dynamics. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of realism there. I really, I do think that the show, in, and again, in almost every episode, there is some element that I'm like, I know those people. You know, or I am that person or whatever the case, or I've dated that person. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of really true to life moments uh, that are super interesting. So I would I would highly suggest literally all of the episodes. But specifically, there is a and I don't I'll just double check. There is an episode of Easy that maybe we could also uh, watch because that I think it's a really fucking cute episode that is in season one. And it has Kate Micucci, which is, she's one of the two singers of um, Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, fun. And she is essentially the unicorn to another couple. And oh, I, yeah. I remember seeing the preview or whatever for that episode, the description something. Yeah, um, it's not super poly, but it is kind of an, it's an open relationship. Right, right. You know, Ethical non-monogamy. Ethically non-monogamous, yeah. Um. So the other question that I had that I wonder what folks think about and what you think about is if you're trying to figure out how to talk about opening up a marriage, would you use this as a conversation Kickstarter? Totally right. Yeah. Is it a good depiction of like a couple starting off? I think it would depend, at least for me, where they end up. Like, because I have not seen the last episode of theirs. Like, does it end on a happy note or does it end on a super depressing note? Because some of these episodes definitely do. Uh, and I found it's season one, episode six. Utopia is about the couple looking for a threesome. And that ends like well, I mean, not to get too spoilery again, but it's it's a happy episode. It is fun. It is sexy. It's a romp. It's cute. And so, um, so like, it's actually a really fun depiction of a threesome, and they're not always like that. So I would say that that's a very positive depiction of, like, well, it's a positive depiction of unicorn hunting, 
which also could be like a negative thing because it's not a super realistic depiction of unicorn hunting. But but it's it's just it's a fun, it's a cute episode. So yeah. maybe we can do that as another. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. I feel like this is complicated in a mm-hmm. way that is probably not unlike real life. I like, think it would be really good happy, for bringing happy. up points. It's not unhappy, unhappy. Yeah. It's got some unhappy parts and some happy parts and some I don't know what we're gonna do parts. Which and I think that... is great for conversation starters because like even just as a hey what would you do if this happened? Hey what would you do if you know um, you know I, I did this or I um, you know this is what I would do if you acted this way kind of thing. Like I think that that would be even the most negative parts of their relationship are really good things to talk about with your partner. Be like, oh, if we ever got to this point, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, you know. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that would I, be a I good thing like to I feel like it would be a awkward but productive <laughs> sort of way to have conversation. You know, like, it's sort of like a good excuse to get the conversation going, even though it's not necessarily a happy-go-lucky excuse to get the conversation going. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, because if it is just a 100% positive depiction of of opening up a relationship, that's not realistic. You know, it just isn't. And if it's 100% negative, it's not realistic either. So, like, it is probably the best thing to have a a well-balanced show, which I think, so far, this is a pretty well-balanced depiction of, like, a couple that's not quite doing so great, especially in the sex department trying different things, trying to spice things up with costumes, role-playing, and and then uh, dating other people. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so uh, I'm excited to see where that, uh, where it ends up with them, like, what, what their final verdict I is. I really want a f- season four, because I do feel like it ends in a very open-ended way where you don't really know what's going to happen. And there might be more seasons coming. I don't know, actually. I have no idea if they're, like, ending it or if it's done. But uh, after seeing all of season one, and this was a couple of years ago now, I thought that this episode was a standalone episode and they were never going to come back to this couple because I didn't know that they had plans for a season two. And I was just like, wow, that was a, such a depressing episode. <laughs> like, that sex <laughs> right. and as was so one, sad. For the introduction to the episode, that is a little extra depressing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so I'm glad that they continued with the storyline. And yeah, I do hope that they continue with another season because I want to know, I want to know how their journey keeps going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting how it unfolds in season two and season three. And I look forward to us um, solving some of our technical challenges (laughs) and being able to uh, have that conversation in an ongoing way. Yeah, I hope people were able to watch along with us because I think the, uh, I think just listening to this is going to be weird. Uh, so I'm hoping people are actually watching along with us. But um, okay. if not, I hope you still had a good time listening to us talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. We didn't, you know, leave it quiet for too long. So obviously, if you're a person who doesn't like people talking through your television, you're going to hate this. Yeah. But oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but well, maybe you watched it already and you can watch it a second time. And, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Um, is maybe email watch us it. with all the things we you think we're wrong about. 
<laughs> and I and I had wine. I didn't even mention that. I had wine this entire time. You should have too. <laughs> yeah, I, this is definitely a show that goes better with cocktails. And if I had not been so like, I don't know, I've been weird today. So I was I did not have a cocktail. But next well, time, we almost never record this late at night. It's so weird. Like we are usually recording on like Sunday mornings. So right. uh, weird on a school night, no less. <laughs> it's true. But you know, we've missed. Uh, putting these out I think I have um mm-hmm. even though time has sort of lost all meaning so so has scheduling but yeah definitely has yeah the, when the world is on fire it's a little bit hard to to do your little passion projects <laughs> it's true yeah. it's so true but I will you know just to put it out there I do want to put a call out to folks who are are listening if you want to be on the podcast let us know because we're always looking for new guests we're always looking for new fun topics to talk about and if you have something you want to talk about, please reach out to us. We're at uh, polyamoryuncensored at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Kind of have it all over the place. So, yeah, you should find us. Yeah, we would love to talk with you. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. And that is it from us at Polyamory Uncensored. We have been Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams. We'd like to thank podcast husband Rob for being our sound engineer. And thank you, Lindsay, for editing this podcast so that we sound smart. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Polyamory Uncensored. Contact us at polyamoryuncensored at gmail.com if you have a listener question or a comment. And if you'd like to support us at all, you can send us a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash polyamoryuncensored and simply click on the support this podcast button. If you'd like to support the podcast with a one-time contribution, we've set up a PayPal link to make it super easy. Thank you for your support in any amount at paypal.me slash polyamoryuncensored. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and remember, we love you. Bye.